Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guests include John Aga, the Executive Director of the Lakes Area United Way, and also Eric Hepner. He is the Director of Student Light at Central Lakes College. And welcome back to Community Focus, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right, John, let's uh, start with you. Uh, first of all, bring us up to speed on what's going on with the United Way. Last time we talked, you were getting set for... Uh, the Vision Council. Yeah, we are. So this is the time of year where, you know, throughout the fall we fundraise, we work with local businesses and individuals that uh, want to make an impact in our community and lift up our local nonprofits. And so this is the time of year where uh, at the end of February we collected a bunch of applications from nonprofits that want to come alongside of us for the next year. And uh, you know, the magic of our funding decision is it doesn't all rest in my hands or our board of directors. We really want to invite the community members that uh, both donate and it's going to have an impact on to join us in making those decisions and funding recommendations. So uh, we call that group our Vision Council. It's a group of community members, uh, you know, a few dozen community members that come together and they have their applications. Uh, each day we have a different focus. And so Vision Council members will have four to five uh, programs that they interview. So they review the applications and then they go out in the community and uh, tour the different facilities or programs or buildings and really get to know the programs that we're giving funding to. And then they uh, come together, they do scoring, and then based on what they've seen, the community need that they hear about, the impact that these programs have, and uh, taking a look at where these dollars go, they make recommendations to us as, you know, these are the different programs that are really making an impact in the community and we really need to support. And so uh, that is coming up the last week of March. So we're still looking for Vision Council members. So if you mm. are interested in learning more about local nonprofits, what's going on in the community, and really having a say in where your dollars go that we fundraise throughout the year, uh, come join us. On Monday the 27th, we'll be taking a look at uh, programs that applied in the areas of safety and advocacy services, uh, as well as basic needs. Thursday, we're going to be looking at children and youth and educational services. Friday, we're going to be looking at community and family and senior services. So uh, if any of those days or any of those topic areas work in your schedule to, you know, really come alongside of us and get to know four or five nonprofits really well and uh, make recommendations for where you want our community dollars to go, uh, you can visit our website, like or unitedwaynow.org, uh, and sign up there. You can give us a call to sign up and let us know you're interested, 218-829-2619. Excellent. Uh, a couple of things happening in March, um, and one of them involves uh, a reading, doesn't it? Yeah. So March is uh, Dr. Seuss's birthday happens in March, and so to celebrate that, it is National Reading Month. We are the proud administrator here of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Uh, just this last month, we sent out, we reached the threshold of sending out 400,000 books. Uh, so Jeez. since we started the program in 2005, we now have 400,000 books that we have, you know, enrolled the kids, we've paid the cost of the books and the mailing. And so, um, you know, all, close to half a million books are sitting on the shelves right here in the Lakes area and Crow Wing, Cass and Aiken County. And so we're really excited to continue that program. If you have a little one that is uh, 
either that you're expecting, ages zero to uh, four years of age. They graduate when they turn five and are interested in learning more. You can sign up on our website or go straight to imaginationlibrary.com to get the form. Um, And it's free to families. That's the magic of this is it's free to families. It's mailed straight to your house. So uh, especially in our more rural parts of our service region, like thinking Reamer or Palisade, where there's not a bookstore or a Target Mm -hmm. right there to drive to. Uh, It's age-appropriate books mailed directly to your home, free to families. Uh, If you have a loved one that you want to sponsor, we do accept program sponsors. It's about $30 a year, uh, you know, per child. And so Mm -hmm. uh, with 14 or 1,500 children enrolled right now, it's a good chunk of change, but we really think it's important. It sets kids up for success uh, with those literacy skills going into kindergarten. Uh, And not only that, but sitting down, reading with a parent, a loved one, a caregiver, it really establishes that early bond as well. So mm-hmm. um, not only building stronger families, but those early reading skills as well. It's something that we are excited to continue support and looking to go from 400,000 books to a half a million in the next couple of years here. Oh, cool. That'd be great. And of course, even yeah. if you don't have a, a child specifically in mind, you can always just mail a check to you guys and just say you want it to go toward that program. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, and, you know, not only is it National Reading Month, but uh, this month is really where we focus on food, too. Uh, Food insecurity is a real issue. I think the... um, One of the developments recently is SNAP, you know, colloquially known as food stamps. Uh, You know, there was a little bit of boost throughout COVID, and that is now ended. And Mm -hmm. so people are back to kind of that, that monetary amount that they were getting before. And so that's putting families in a harder spot right now because uh, even though that funding's gone away, food prices are still higher than they were yes. pre-pandemic. And so we're seeing a lot of uh, activity at our local food shelves. Um, I know Eric is here with me today to talk about the CLC food pantry and then the food rescue program that we help fund as well. But, you know, there's a lot of families in need. And when you really have to you know, pay your mortgage or your rent, pay your utility bills, Mm -hmm. pay for gas to get to and from work and to and from school, that grocery bill tends to be that thing that gets cut back. And so instead of fresh produce, maybe buying frozen or canned or maybe not buying all that produce Mm -hmm. at all. Uh, And so we see a lot of individuals that, um, you know, are employed, that are working you know, full jobs, but because of the rising cost of things, you know, they still are relying on the food shelves and different food programs in our area. So Mm -hmm. um, it's food share month. We have a few different things that we do to really support our food landscape in the area. Uh, We partner with Second Harvest and CLC to administer the pop-up pantry. We didn't have that January and February, but it is back. So the pop-up pantry will be happening at CLC in the West parking lot from 10 to 11.30 this Thursday, March 9th. Um, Again, that's Thursday, March 9th in the West parking lot of CLC. And, you know, the impact of that is huge. We see 250 to sometimes 300 uh, households come through that in the course of an hour. Mm -hmm. And we we thank our volunteers that we have every month from CLC, from the community. And it's really good food, too. It's it's really quality food, and it's free, and it's, you know, there's no stigma associated with it. People enjoy being able to stay in their vehicles, Mm -hmm. and it's just a a really uh, feel-good moment for Mm -hmm. everybody involved. It's one of those things, too, if, you know, maybe it's not you that's listening that needs that, but if you know somebody 
who might benefit from this, mm-hmm. let them know. And mm-hmm. they just, there's no, they don't have to prove anything. They just drive through. We have people come that are picking up for their neighbors as well. Mm. So, yeah. you know, yep. sometimes you've got folks that might not have, they might have transportation mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Exactly. So neighbors helping neighbors, that's mm-hmm. what the Brainerd Lakes area is all about. And yeah. I know some people have done it and said, well, if I can't use this, they share it with someone, you know, just mm-hmm. even one of the servings. So. And I think uh, this is the month, uh, March Food Share Month, that everyone should make a donation to their local food mm-hmm. shelf. And I think we have like seven of them in our communities, plus the yep. schools and the college. So there's a food shelf near you to donate to, mm-hmm. and that will determine the allocation for the year. And I know uh, non, uh, non-perishable food items are king. There's other things you can donate, but cash is also welcome. Yes, Cash is always king. Um, but, uh, yeah, we definitely have a good assortment of food shelves within Crow Wing County. You know, every corner of the county is, is well covered with a, a great food shelf. And we're seeing just an unprecedented growth right now. Um, statewide, there was 5.9 million visits to food shelves. And Ooh. in the year before, was 3.5 million. Oh, so my. it's really almost doubled. And I think it's to John's point the amount of, you know, increases in everyday items that are out Mm -hmm. there. It's the SNAP benefits that have gone up uh, or going down, actually. And, um, you know, we're seeing that at the local level at our CLC Food Pantry. Um, We're a part of uh, the Crow Wing County Food Shelf Coalition. So we're all working together as food shelves and receiving that same message that, like, Mm -hmm. visits are up, people are there. Um, and uh, we get the majority of our food. We source that from Second Harvest North Central Food Bank out of Grand Rapids, which is a fabulous partner. And um, for every dollar that we spend with them, um, we are able to provide four meals for people. So wow. it really stretches that dollar further. Yeah, it does. So yeah, we, we definitely prefer when we can have monetary donations, but we definitely wouldn't say no to any physical uh, food donations either. Um, basically what happens in March is the more that we can get of both, you know, monetary and uh, physical food donations, like you said, Ken, that allows us to be able to get dollars um, from from the Minnesota Food Share organization. You know, basically matches our funds that we yeah. raise. Yeah. So it's really our time of year yeah. to do to do some of that. Talk about your food shelf specifically at the college, Eric, because, uh, again, the story is probably the same. You serve a lot of people, don't you? Yeah, we do. Um, We see on average 400 students a week. Um, And it's different, I think, in comparison to maybe um, our community food shelves that do a great job. And they're seeing um, folks maybe that need to come in, um, you know, for a week's worth of groceries, whereas our students, like, they're hungry in that moment. Like you've got an exam that afternoon, um, you're tearing apart an engine in automotive, and you know you just don't have the money that you need for lunch. You know that's just a common college student problem, especially especially at our uh, institution. So um, they're coming and grabbing something out of the fridge. We've got both perishable and non-perishable. We've got um, a brand new food pantry that is um, nice and open and exciting, and it just students feel like they're move- walking into a supermarket or a mini mart versus. Mm-hmm. A food shelf and that's the kind of environment um, and experience that we want to create and I know that our local food shelves are really moving in that same direction yeah. um, there's things beyond food too you know that our students and community members need help with mm-hmm. so it's kind of those holistic supports you know at CLC um, within um, the hub as we call it 
uh, our food pantry exists, and it's kind of our anchor piece. We get all the students to come in for food. But then at the same time, we've got Crowing County there um, once a week helping students enroll in SNAP benefits, health insurance. We've got Lutheran Social Services there that are helping students, um, making sure that the utilities don't get turned off in the wintertime. Um, And then we've got Bridges of Hope that's been a fabulous partner. And um, even further than that, we do um, do some financial literacy work with Affinity Plus Credit Union each Thursday as well. So it's just kind of like this community resource hub that exists to be able to help students with food, but also the things beyond food too. Uh, and talk a little bit more, too, because I think uh, most of us think, oh, uh, if I'm going to make a donation, we think non-perishable, and too often we go, canned goods. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more things we can donate, though, isn't Yes, there is, because all of our food shelves have refrigeration and freezers. And um, there's you can donate fresh produce. We can get all these things out very quickly to the people that need it. Um, the other piece that, that we've done in the area that's really grown is our... Um, our local grocery stores and um, big box stores such as Target and Costco have been super generous with us. So we do weekly food rescue through those organizations. And we actually send out our CLC food pantry refrigerated van with student workers. And they go and they go to the back door and they buzz in. And at Costco, there's each week normally a, a cart full. And you know how big Costco carts are. Yeah. Full are of, small, yeah, sure. full of food. And um, it's food that they can no longer sell, but it's still delicious um, food that's safe to eat. And we get that to our local food shelves. All of our Crowing County food shelves share that food. And it's helping um, eliminate food waste, which we all know is a big problem. Mm -hmm. And we're just doing a really great job in Crowing County with that. Um, We hear all the time from our partner, Second Harvest, that of all the counties, we're the most organized, the most efficient in doing this work the best. So we can guarantee that if donations come our way, that we're going to spend that money wisely and really mm-hmm. get it to the people that help. And there are people in Crowing County that need help. Okay. Um, our data from last year shows that there's 6,000 people on a daily basis in Crowing County that need some sort of assistance for food. Wow. And of those 6,000, 2,000 of them are children. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you've got children, you've got seniors, and you've just got working class people mm-hmm. that need a little extra help. And, you know, we've got a lot of stories, especially at the college, as we're training students for great careers, they just need a little help in that moment to get through. And then they're going to have that, that job where they're probably going to earn a lot more than what I make. I know my <laughs> students all the time, they're going on these internships and they're, they're talking to me about, you know, what their hourly rate wage is. And it's just phenomenal, like yeah. what that training gets you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's lifting them out of poverty. So it's just that, that little bit of help that they need in the moment. Same with our community folks. And we can get them in a better place. Uh, and you mentioned Costco and Target. I know t- when Tim was here last week, he talked about Cub Foods. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many of our grocery stores that are, in fact, partners in this. And that's yep. great, isn't it? It is great. And, and we even heard some local farmers are uh, still donating uh, yeah. fresh produce, which is, again, wonderful. Yep. We have our, our farm to food shelf program that a lot of our food shelves participate in. Um, so we've got Braxted Farms up in uh, Pequot area, did a tour there just this last fall. So CLC Food Pantry is going to be participating with them and purchasing some food shares. So it's great because it's a, it's an economical driver, too. Um, it's driving our economy um, because we're doing 
we're helping those farmers by purchasing things that would potentially go to waste so they can grow more. And we're getting that into the hands of people that can really, it can really benefit. So um, that's where your donations can go as well as to, to help the local economy. And we talked a little bit too before we went on the air, ethnic foods. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the need for that. Yeah. So um, at the college, we've got um, obviously a very diverse population of students and we've got a new multicultural center that's really taken off. We've got uh, a special small food shelf just within that center. Um, And as that center, it it draws a lot of diverse students. And um, what we like to do is be able to provide some of those things that they were going to be able to find back home, whether it's in their home countries, because we've got international students as well. We've got students from all over the U.S. And oftentimes, you know, they're not able to find as easily what they need right here in town. So when we're able to get some donations of funds, we're able to spend some of those on being able to get certain things like uh, simple as spices. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be able to have that taste of home is super important and helps people stay connected, helps build community and, um, you know, our students are falling in love with Brainerd Lakes area all the time. Mm-hmm. And of course we want that. And so many of them end up staying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even uh, rice and beans and things like that are good donations too, yeah. aren't they? Yep. They're great donations and don't cost a whole lot, but they make a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we run out of time, John, we want to mention you do have some emergency funding we should talk about real quick. Yes. So we just received notification last week. Uh, the United Way, as well as the Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, um, we all partner together at the national level to form the Emergency Food and Shelter Program Board. Uh, we're all nonprofits nationally that really focus around providing housing and providing food, those basic needs to people. And each year, Congress sets aside a certain number of uh, dollars through FEMA that goes and is funneled down to our local communities. And so we just received funding uh, that this year, Crow Wing County has $11,941 designated to help uh, not replace or, uh, but rather supplement the programs that are already going on. And so um, that application just got live, went live on our website. So unitedwaynow.org slash grants. Uh, so if you are a nonprofit, whether it be a, a food shelf or you provide housing or transportation, you provide some of those basic needs and you're looking for additional funding, uh, go to unitedwaynow.org org slash grants uh, and you'll be able to find a little bit more of that information. It's it's not much, especially compared to what we were getting throughout um, COVID, but still that just shy of $12,000 is going to be able to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eric said, a dollar at these food shelves serve four meals. And so uh, again, well, while not as much as we would like to be giving out, it is uh, going to make a big difference in the lives of those 6,000 people in our community that yeah. really are in need of food and uh, housing in the area. That number is kind of amazing to me. I don't know. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Those applications will be due April 7th as Mm. well. Okay. And bottom line is, get out and donate to your local food shelf. This is the month to do it, and I believe you have till April 9th, if I'm not mistaken, to make that Mm -hmm. donation. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you so much for being here today to talk about this important subject, and thanks for what you're doing in the community, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. All right. John Aga is the executive director of the Lakes Area United Way. Eric Hepner is the director of student life at Central Lakes College. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our pre-downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.